Well, as always, on a Monday, we're joined by Stephanie Regan, clinical psychotherapist, to steer you through all your relationships, problems, queries and issues. We ask listeners to get in contact with their particular problems so Stephanie can help. If you need help on any matter whatsoever, just email thehardshoulder at newstalk.com or text us at 53106 and we will treat it in confidence and Stephanie will advise you on air. We have an email this week from Sarah. Uh, A very difficult case indeed. My heart goes out to her. Hi Stephanie. I'm in a serious bind and can do with some help. I had my second baby 12 months ago and have since returned to full-time employment. My husband and I have two children. One is 12 months, the other three years old. We both work full-time and the two children are in play school. I hate leaving the kids to crash. I hate everything about it. I hate walking them up to ship them away, stuffing them in the car and dropping them off. The one-year-old cries every day. I feel I am missing the best part of them. The fun part of the day, which is playtime, and seeing them grow up. As a family, we are all exhausted. We have a mortgage and other bills to pay, but I'm experiencing tremendous guilt on all fronts. I miss them so much. When we pick them up, they are exhausted, they are cranky, and all they want is us. All the while, I'm trying to get the dinner on and keep the house going and a job. My husband and I agree that we are working very hard and we both see that something has got to give at some point. At this point, I do not see any other option but to continue with this misery. My point is, I feel pressure on all fronts. I suppose uh, you will ask, what do I want? I want to be with my children. I want to be with them at home. Any tips you can give me or even calm my mind will be great. Sarah, mum of two. Stephanie. Hi, Ivan. How are you? Good. Well, here we are talking about, yeah, I'd say this is um, 90% of mothers. The moment the child is born, um, they have never felt like this before. And here they are. They want to be with the child. And that's overwhelming and mothers struggle with that and everyone will tell you. Now, some are very lucky and they're very happy to get back to work and that can be absolutely the right choice for different people. This woman is struggling and what I'm, I suppose what strikes me is has she the flexibility to make some choices in a practical way? I'm not privy to that information. It sounds to me and I'm going to take it as a given. She needs to work. And rather than going down all the possibles and what ifs, if she if she was able to see a way financially where she didn't need to work for a short time, I am sure that she would have already looked at that. So I'm really going to focus. So you're assuming that money is tight, that yeah. they just can't afford that to they live have on a, one income correct. or whatever. Yeah. Let's, okay. Should we just go I, with that? I think that? it's a fair assumption. It's a reasonable yeah. assumption because I'm sure she's smart well, enough sure, to the work. The logic of what that is, if if they do have money to spare she should maybe give up work for a while. Yeah, that, that's, well, there's yeah, more, oh, she yeah. can create some flexibility yeah, yeah. for herself or okay. ask for but shorter work days or flexibility in her work, you know, and work half-time, part-time. You know, lots and lots of parents do that. But I'm taking it, assuming she has to stay put. And let's look at it from there. I think it's important to say that mother guilt is always there. It's almost always there because mothers feel this extraordinary level of protectiveness and it really is a bit of a burden. The key thing that you don't realise, I think, and I would encourage this, this girl, Sarah, to think about is children are different in front of you. They do not react the same way when you are not there. And although your child is pulling at your skirt and, you know, and appealing to you and breaking your heart when you leave, if you could put a camera in to that room, when you walk out, they turn, they play with their toys and they get their best friend in that crash. And they don't think about you again. 
for a long while. I'm not saying they don't miss you, but don't think they miss you all the time because they do not. The second thing is... So just, I'll, I'll just yeah. want to develop that a little bit. What you're saying is that these infants are wired to be deeply manipulative and they're using the kilt. No, 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 I'm serious about this. Yes. They're winding it up against well, the mothers mother in a way yes. that they wouldn't with anyone else. Yeah, yeah no, that's that's exactly it. Um, because because mother has been usually the one who's, you know, feeding and really, really close and all that very infant, infant point. And therefore, nobody, that child is is hardwired to know how to get what they need from you. It's so, you know, uh, and that works. I mean, I, I've been a victim of it myself. We, I think every mother is. And it's very hard to get that message across that he's actually OK without you. He will be OK without you. And if you can just think about that and try and distance slightly from that, I would really encourage her. And if I had her in front of me, that is what I would be saying. So, but let, let's just go from the beginning. I mean, it's a frantic life parenting, working, coming home, feeding kids at the, at the, at the harshest, the most tired time of their day. You're tired, they're tired. Where's the relationship time? Where's the time for the fawn and all of that? So there is a lot of organising that can make that better. Obviously, people will talk about the, you know, having meals ready for the whole week. Unfortunately, or having, I remember having a client with me once who had all her meals ready for a whole month. I thought it was extraordinary. Like, but she said that's the only way she could cope. I was with a, a young mother yesterday, and when I opened her freezer, I couldn't believe that she had baby food ready for the whole month, all homemade. So, there are things that help, and organisation does help. The other thing that helps is, you know, I know I'm talking about getting the mindset, but the organisational things do help. Go, sitting down with your husband, as, as she has here, her husband and herself seem to be on the same page. They both need to work. So let's see how this can be done better so that she can feel less guilt. And I remember something that was said to me very at, at a very young age, you know, sort of with young children. And it was that, do you remember the thing with Maggie Thatcher that she said, I never want to be at home with my kids because she said I'd still only be doing all the housework and doing all the stuff and, and I'd still only talk to them for 10 minutes a day. And she has a point. Because if you look at a lot of mothers who are, uh, who are at home and they are running around, they're looking at their phones, they're checking their Instagram. Now, that's not to belittle them in any way, mm. but we are very hardwired to all sorts of other activities. So it's not like you're sitting there giving quality time to your children all of the time. So I was, I was told very early, actually, by a child therapist, I remember, um, in answer to this question of, you know, children wanting your attention and wanting your attention and wanting and feeling like you're split in 10,000 ways. And she said, promise your child... That time, let's say it's between seven and a quarter past, point it to him on the clock, show him exactly where it is. When that comes, you get your book, you prepare your toy, whatever you want, and you give them this exclusive time. And that stops the frantic appeal. That stops the, you see, they're, they're looking all the time to get you, to get you, to get your attention. But if you actually give it completely, 100%, Pick your toy, sit down, you sit on the floor, you don't do anything else, you don't answer the phone, you don't look at the dinner, you don't check anything. That kind of exclusive attention so is really time good. So organised with kids. Correct. And I and would how say long to would her, have to be even, every a small, day? even a small amount of time is really good. Quarter of an hour, half an hour is Reading lots. Reading a bedtime story. Yes, but maybe earlier than bed because okay. you're really saying, when I come in from work, right? Like, let's say there's the two of them. When I come in from work, I'm going to be with you from there to yeah. there. That's our time. But you're busy watching Barney at that stage. So yeah, but you know what I mean. Yeah. And you could let the husband do the dinner one day and he does the quality time another day and vice versa. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying that's that's certainly an approach that I would take. Not to be ad hoc about it. Yeah. Yes, make okay. it planned, make it planned and make it work. Um, the other thing is, 
I mean, I would say, and this, this, the mummy guilt is ever present, but there are some positives about it. I think you do have to take on board that there's some alarm being rung inside yourself. Guilt is that kind of internal alarm system to say something's not right. Now, I think her mindset is what needs to change here, actually. Sarah, I would, I would say to you, slow down. You've, you've had the two children. You're not in a position to change the finances. Therefore, you have to now work with the situation that you have. And I would say to you, you're, you're building your children for life. OK, they're going to a creche that is good. The standard is good. Those carers are well vetted. They know what they're doing. And they are going to introduce your child to a lot of things that, quite frankly, you're not going to be able to introduce them to at home. Right? You're going to be going around the kitchen doing your stuff and all the rest. Yes, you'll, it, it is nice to be able to be there and go out and coffees and all of that. But the reality is your child is OK. It is you who is suffering. You miss them. I understand that. But they're not they're not suffering. And I think if you can get that into your mind, it's quite a help. And it lifts that guilt. You go out, make the good money, do the nice things, come back and spend quality time with them and plan and you're planning for their future. You're also building security for their future. So you have to look to the long term as well as the short term. I suppose that's what I'm saying there. It can make you, you know, the other good things about guilt are it can make you pay attention to what you're doing and to consider changes. And I think that's what I'm saying. And to be fair to her, that's what she's asking. I mean, in many ways, she's asking me any tips you can give me to even calm my mind. And I think that's what I'm kind of focusing on. Can we calm your mind a little bit about it? Can the I other, add uh, yes? some things? Because um, I, I, my strong advice to both the mum and the dad is uh, the Rudyard Kipling thing, this too will pass. Correct. Insofar as that I have gone through in my own life times of intense disorder when I was first trying to become a TD, staying elected as a TD yeah. and looking at myself in that job 10 years later, coming home to farm or different stages of parenting yeah. or bankruptcy or whatever. Sometimes you need to have a little chat with yourself. Look, for the next two years, I'm going to have to put my life on hold. And this is just a once off yes. time in my life. You know, I could live to be 90, but I, that like, really things that I would consider reasonable in terms of my lifestyle, yeah. my relationship and my world, I'm just going to have to suck yes. up an incredibly bad time for a short time mm. and that's just the way life is. Yeah. Well, I think that's right and if you that that's a good way of looking so at it. So this isn't forever it's is my the message bullet, to as you Sarah. say. Yeah, it yeah. is um it's short ter- short time and I mean the one year old I know one year olds are clingy without a doubt but also one year olds thrive in crash. Yeah. You know they do thrive thrive that Social is the truth of it. But the point the is once these kids are 5 they will want to do other things yes. they'll be going to primary school yes. and they'll have a whole life of their own they'll yes. be more able to fend for themselves so for this total dependency period you know you're actually in the worst of it Sarah you're yes. against her having a third child <laughs> I'd never said anything about that, but I'd certainly woe. I'd certainly woe for that. But, you know, interesting, not, not so long ago, we, we, we did a thing here uh, talking about, you know, the father love and all of that. And I, I think that's, this is the time to say that, you know, mother love is really important. Father love is important. So share it out. And, you know, it is, I know nature is driving her to feel incredibly close. And that love is brilliant. But she needs to realise you're building your kids, you're skilling them for life. And yes, you can't have all the time with them, but you can have amazing time with them. And this time is going to get easier. And I know there was um, something mentioned just 
today about more yes, parental leave, isn't that two, right? Two weeks each for each parent in, in the, the first budget. year. Now, yeah. unfortunately, poor Sarah, their youngest yes. is one She's year. She's missed that boat. It's in the first year. Yes. But that, and they can't take them at the same time. Correct. But it's two separate weeks of which you'll get the pay of about 240 euros That's from right. the state. So in addition to all maternity leave. So yeah. that is a plus, yeah. you have to say. And it's going to really help. So in, I suppose in summary, I would, I would say to, to her... Um, do calm your mind. Your child is okay. It is you who's really not okay. It's she who has to calm herself. She needs to say to herself regularly, as you say, put the time in place, realise that this is going to pass. She's going to be one, one and a half. Everything is going to get easier. And she also should realise, I think, that, that the child is developing and he's developing well both with her and with them. Don't feel you're depriving them. All right. Uh, you keep the queries coming. Uh, the hard shoulder at newstalk.com and come. My thanks to Stephanie Regan, clinical psychotherapist. I hope that was of benefit to you, Sarah, and many other struggling young mums and dads. And that's it uh, from me today on the show. My thanks to the entire team. Mark Simpson, Ashling Moore, Dan Flanagan, Kira Courtney and Elaine Power. We had Michael Quilligan on sound. And uh, of course, tomorrow we will be coming to you live from the heart of Tullamore. There may be torrents of rain, but we will have business as usual and all the best of the biggest outdoor event in Europe. Off the ball is up next. Have a great evening. I will be on the box tonight from 11. Enjoy your evening and thanks for listening.